today is 11-11, so you know what that means. Time to make a wish. Oh, what's that? You wish for an episode on Empire Strikes Back? Well, here's Ocean's Eleven. How Star Wars is it? Hey, welcome to How Star Wars Is It? I'm Josiah. I am Mike. And this is How Star Wars Is It? It's a podcast. Yeah, it's the only podcast, and it's the podcast where we rate and review movies and TV and days of the year and drinks and the like mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, but not of how good they are. We're not talking no. about quality. We're talking about comparison to Star Wars. Right. We're talking about how Star Wars it is on a scale of 1 to 10 on the Hisui scale. That's our proprietary scale, TMTMTM. TM. Yeah, three and... TMs. <laughs> yeah, at the very end. That means it's trademarked three times, so if you use it, you owe us three nickels. <laughs> um, and, and, Mike, this is this is the show. This is, this the, show. is the show. I think we covered all the intro stuff. We did. Um, good job. We wanted to do it really quick for some arbitrary reason that I was like, hey, what, would that be fun? I think it was fun, and uh, I feel like it got it out of the way, and now we can move mm-hmm. on to more important things like... Like, um, give us a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> we just skipped to the very end. Hey, yeah. everyone, so... Do anything to plug? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come and see my show in Minnesota. So speaking of my show in Minnesota, they did a little um, uh, promo video of for the Christmas show. Uh, int- introducing sort of uh, me since I'm a new person in the cast and everyone else is like kind of in the company and they've been here for a little bit. So it was like a little 30 second video of me introducing myself and then playing a little bit of like violin and then being like, check out my blog post that I wrote about my experience is or whatever. Wow. So it's kind of, they like, they like headhunted you. Like they got you specifically to join their already established, like, crew i mean i auditioned but yeah like they oh i see for this show it's like everyone else and like all the other parts uh could be handled but they needed someone who played violin and they didn't have anyone who played violin so i was nice. like what's up here i am i'm here to save your freaking bacon um <laughs> and but yeah so like it was very cute because a lot of people uh shared it on facebook including my mom which that was the cute part but then the very cute part was that, like, my great aunt and uncle, who I, you know, very, I never see them, like, also shared it on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do the, are they doing this just because they think it's nice? And they're like, oh, look at this member of my family. Or, like, do they think that they're going to, like, reach some people? Like, hey, go see this show. Like, <laughs> they're amplifying your... Yeah, uh, my reach. Your message. The, yeah. And that's, like, my question. Like, a couple people shared it who, like, aren't in the area or anything. Which is like, oh, look at this. And I'm like... In my mind, sharing those kind of things is like a come see my improv show kind of bullshit, yeah, you know? absolutely. And so I'm like, are these people just doing this to be nice? <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> it is It is weird when someone else shares something that you did or are like are a part of. Like it was really, I mean, like the, every guest we've had so far has like boosted our episode with them. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. like it, it has been funny, like every time seeing someone that isn't us post on Facebook, like, hey, I was in this podcast. You should give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, thanks. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so nice of you. Wow. I can't believe We it. love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, we're doing an episode today because it is 11 11, uh, September mm-hmm. 11th. Never forget. Uh, Mike had. Nope. That's. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot that September wasn't the 11th month just now. So that's right. It is confusing because SEP means seven and seven eleven. Yeah. But it's nine. Not the convenience store. That's where I'm at right now. But it, it was 11 yeah. 11, and Mike and I were like, what do we want to do an episode about? And we almost did an wishing. En- <laughs> yeah, we almost did an entire episode on the concept of wishing. So that probably would have been very good. <laughs> that's true it would have been very good it also would have been entirely like unapproachable (laughs) (laughs) yeah much like some of our other uh not not like our other more digestible fare such as like the holiday halloween and you know moving uh right but mike you've you 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 wanted to do oceans 11 and i it it was because you watched it recently or was that correct yeah yeah, that is. We were just uh, at a wedding, and it was on the plane, mm-hmm. um, like on the plane movie or whatever. Um, and uh, I was like, "Oh, would would to Caitlin who had not seen it? I was like, would you want to watch Ocean's Eleven?" And she was like, "Eh." And like we kept <laughs> scrolling through, and then she was like, "Wait, no, I I would like to see that." 
<laughs> and I was like, are you sure? Like, really? And she was like, yeah. And then we watched it, and she was like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun. Because yes. I just watched it today. It is today. so fun. Uh, I mean, I'd seen it before, but I watched it again because it's been a while since I've seen it. So I was like, I need to jog my jog the old memory. Yeah. And gosh, it's such a, it's a really fun movie. I was annoyed by Netflix because Ocean's 12 and 13 are on there, but not Ocean's 11, which is very annoying. I know. I felt bad about saying like, hey, I just saw this. Will you watch it? Oh, don't please? worry. No, I, I illegally uh, streamed it. So there you go. <laughs> don't That's you That's very uh, perfect given the subject matter that they're thieves. I, I know. Um, gosh, this movie did, though, make me want to steal stuff. Like, oh, absolutely. Real bad. So, okay, on that note, actually, I'll, I'll hold that for one sec. Okay. On, on that, to that end of, like, wanting to be a thief, I, I saw this movie and I saw, you know, any number of other things like uh, The Italian Job yeah, and, yeah, yeah. like, there was this British TV show called Hustle and all these other, like, con artist movies. And I got so into it that I, like, learned how to do some, like, short con, like, you know, tricks oh. to the type of thing that, <laughs> Hell like... Um, yes. Like you get a, uh, you work at like a retail job and you watch like a video of like, hey, if anyone's ever like doing a bunch of fuckery with dollar bills, just close the register. Right. Like, because more than likely they're taking money from you without you realizing it. Amazing. And I learned how to do some of those things. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, uh, my freshman year of college, I had just watched like all this shit and like learned about it. And I told my friend like hey okay i i will not take your money like i'll give it back to you if i succeed but um like can i try out this thing and he was like yeah because he was like into it too because like i was so into it and um i i was like okay and and i did the thing the the short story is you you do a bunch of smoke and mirrors to basically get someone to give you like $10 more than they realize they're giving you. Right. Um, and it's just with like math and trickery. And uh, I did it and I succeeded and he was none the wiser. And then I, I just, once I was done with the like maneuver, I said to him like, okay, I did, I did it. <laughs> and he was like, what you did? And I was like, yeah, I have 10 more dollars of yours than like you think I have. <laughs> And he was like, we got to do this. We got to go to like bars and do this. I was like, I don't think I have that in me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do this for fun, not for actual crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so like, I, I think I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have been known uh, to shoplift. To do crime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if you have said well, that. Maybe. Uh, if I didn't, then I, it's definitely just a joke. And um, well, if I didn't, uh, I I never have. If I have said it before, then it was a joke, and I'm saying it now, and it's also a joke. Wink, yeah. wink. But I do love stealing I'm a things. Liar. <laughs> and I did watch this movie, and I was like, "Damn, I just need you to learn how to be a really good." Like I could do the Brad Pitt part. I could do the Brad Pitt part. Oh yeah, no problem. I think that's always what's so enticing about like the the sort of team of con artists thing like that that british show hustle that i that i just love it it's all very much like this like oceans 11 that like if you think about what it is they're doing for like one minute there's 100 problems with it like (laughs) hey you ever uh think about googling someone who just all of a sudden comes into your life and is like hey i can make you rich or whatever oh right i mean that was the one thing i was thinking about this movie is like this movie is already dated like it came out in 2001 and it was like I was and like, Julia oh, gosh. Roberts even says, like, I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> right. Like the fact that she doesn't have a cell phone, the fact that anybody didn't just do a cursory online search of yeah, these right. people, like, oh, well, they're actually, oh, so and so is very uh, wealthy in this other country. And like, they're going to be a big business. And, and it's like, oh, no, they're, it, it's all made up. This is all right. made up, guys. Right. Uh, in fact, and it would be easy to tell. I I watched it a few weeks ago, and then um, I've been doing a, a real binge lately on the uh, Cinema Wins and Cinema Sins channels on oh, YouTube yeah. because it's sort of a way of basically rewatching a movie you like because they condense them down to like twenty minutes, but that's still like kind of every scene is included. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I've probably seen the Family Guy Star Wars episodes as much as I've seen, like, the actual Star Wars movies because it's just, like, a quicker way of watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so yes. I watched that, and, like, the, the Cinema Sins points out, like, how many problems there are and the fact that, like, you know, so much of the, the leading up of the con that, like, Danny is compromised because he's doing this because of Tess 
and and Rusty being all like hell bent on getting him out because it's like, hey, you're too, you know, yeah. compromised by the situation. That was all just for the benefit of like the rest of the gang and the <laughs> audience to be like, oh no, what's going on? Like, why? How why was would you, yeah, why getting would you build the girl and con? the money and being out of the actual operation part of your plan from since before you got Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they, why I don't understand. Yeah, why would you build that in? To, it, it, it's goes into something we talked about semi recently about how like um I think it was on the Scooby Doo episode <laughs> about how all like the Star Wars plans succeed because of yeah like uh, dumb luck like, <laughs> dumb luck yeah not not because of someone like. You know, it wasn't because their plan was perfect. It's because something happens somewhere that makes them succeed out of like, like Han Solo coming in on the on the Millennium Falcon at the very last second. And that's the right. only reason Luke right. is a, and like that wasn't part of the plan. Right. And I think it's the same with, you know, same with Scooby-Doo and the same with Ocean's Eleven, where it's like everything went off without a hitch. But also so, some of it. Like it, it's just so lucky that it did go off without a hitch because right. a lot of it only, doesn't make sense. The only like hitches were kind of stupid shit like uh the the computer guy having the map written on his hand and then he wiped yeah. it off on his forehead and like the the grease Every- man the amazing yin uh his his, his hand hand i wow all the lucky breaks were hand related um oh. but like a thing that i even thought while watching it and then of course the everything wrong with this movie video pointed it out they they throw that or they slide that like puck yeah into the space in the vault and then it knocks the guys out and you hear them all fall to the ground and then like a second later they open the door and walk into that space like did the gas just immediately disperse the <laughs> second the third guy hit the floor it was a very very concentrated uh, <laughs> area of the uh, gas and it immediately it was magical yeah <laughs> they actually sucked it all up their nose and then they left none to be sucked up by Matt Damon's and George Clooney's nose <laughs> Right. I don't know why I said sucked up instead of breathed in. It's a weird. No, sucked up is right. You suck <laughs> yeah. through your movie nose. stores. Movie stores. Movie stars suck <laughs> suck up in their nose. <laughs> movie stores suck through their nose. <laughs> really, you hear that blockbuster? Yawn yeah, blast. Really, really brown graking over here. Um, but no, I. But I love. So I think like we've talked about before. Like there's a lot of sneaking around in Star Wars where it's like, oh, gotta yes. make sure everything. And and weirdly, like Star Wars. I was thinking about this like. Very much a lot of Star Wars movies have this same, like, there's a plan and we got to execute the plan. Like, there's yeah. even planning uh, uh, scenes in Star Wars movies where it's like, all right, we're all here, right? Let's go over the plan. And I'm like, that's right. such a classic. Uh, and and it's always set up to both tell you exactly what is supposed to happen and then also tell you that it's basically impossible. Yes. Like the wedge lookalike guy going like two meters, that's, yeah. you know, impossible well, or whatever. And also I think like what's impressive with these movies uh, is like they have to also like obfuscate it just enough to make you, the audience, <laughs> not know what is... How the, they're gonna... How they're yes. gonna pull it off. Because like you, you're sitting there and right. you go, well, I've heard the whole plan, so I should know what's going on. And then you're like, yep. wait, have I heard the whole plan? And then there's like the right. big prestige at the end. And you're like, oh, 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 they didn't tell me the whole plan. Wow, wow, wow. And then it's down to either them not telling you the whole plan or like in Star Wars, I suppose Han coming in is not part of the plan. But the tension that builds of like, it's just now Luke in the trench and he's got three guys on his tail. Like they do an excellent job building tension getting you on the edge of your seat in the same way that like um doc brown oh yeah, yeah yeah like uh getting the the wire disconnected and he has to go down and fix it and he gets it connected right as marty goes through like i've seen back to the future a hundred times and every time right before the delorean like hook hits the wire i'm like is, is he gonna, gonna make it? it is he gonna do it and oceans 11 gets away with it by like just tricking you and not giving you the whole <laughs> yeah. picture, which is, which is, it's fun. I mean, it, it's um, fun. Cause then they kind of show you how they did it afterwards, but. Right. Um, and it also kind of makes sense. Cause it's like, well, it's a con. Like they wouldn't show us right. the whole thing. Like they're conning you. Right. We as the audience are also getting conned. And I think that's why movies like heist movies are so hard because if you lay out the entire uh-huh. thing, cause you want the audience to feel in on it, but you also want them to be surprised at some point. Which is why right. it's tricky, and I think this movie strikes a good balance there, because uh, it, and it's also just really fun, and like everyone's having a lot of fun in this movie, right? Like, you know, do you think they played pranks on set? You know, old George Clooney, oh, with the Clooney dog. <laughs> oh God, you know he's playing pranks. Left Have you heard that right. story about how he? I think his roommate at the time was Richard Kind, 
Mm-hmm. The story about the cat litter box. I have not heard this. He, the the gist of it is like he uh, had his roommate convinced that um, the cat was like super constipated. Like there was n- <laughs> there was never any poop in the litter box. The reality was he was getting up early and cleaning the litter box all for the sort of prestige of one day there was just this giant George Clooney sized dump <laughs> in the cat box. Jesus Christ. <laughs> which is like. That's kind of funny, but it's also kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up, but it's also so much work yeah. for you to do, George Clooney. Yeah. Like, you made yourself get up that early every day and did a chore. You right. did a chore. Yeah, right. Like, you're almost kind like. of a good roommate at that point. Yeah. It's actually, like, that's not so much a prank as it is. That's very nice of you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not good that he thinks his cat is sick. I, I guess, like, the, I always, like, a lot of times pranks annoy me or, like, prank videos or when people are like, oh, look at this funny thing. Because if it hurts someone or, like, messes up when someone's, like, doing their job or at work or whatever, I'm like, that's not a good prank. Because, that, like, that's just being me. Right. But, like, that's that's a good prank in that, like, no one's really hurt, I guess. But also yeah. very weird, George Clooney. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> super weird that you're like, I'm going to take a huge dump in this freaking thing. But probably even know. then when he was a young actor who had a roommate, he was probably still super handsome and charming, you know? like so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get away with anything. I read this article recently, which was interesting, where about Robert Pattinson when he was on tour for uh, Water for Elephants or something, that circus movie. And apparently he just one time it was like Matt Lauer was like, have you ever been to a circus? Like, what was your experience? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I went once when I was a kid and uh, I never went back because I saw a clown car explode and the clown died. And they were Matt Lauer was like, what? And then Robert Pattinson had to like repeat this story on tour a couple times, and it came out later that he was just bored and made it up. Oh my god! And it was like, how handsome and successful do you have to be where you're just like, I'm gonna go ahead and lie on national television, right? About and there's like not gonna really be any kind consequences. Of weird and crazy. <laughs> yeah, like like super dark, like a super dark thing to so lie about. Speaking of Robert Pattinson and super dark, I I will come back to this, <laughs> but I just saw the lighthouse and I thought it was great. Actually, Ooh, I won't yeah, come yeah. back to it. That's really all I want to say. Go see the lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the thing about being handsome and charming and getting away with stuff, of course, also being like a, a white man helps. It's true. I I listened to uh, the Vox podcast. Today explained today, mm-hmm. and it was all about WeWork, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like co-working space that's basically just like we can rent you an office, but like it's more expensive because we have these sort of millennial perks, like like plants and <laughs> beer, <laughs> <laughs> like scooters, um, and like the the founder or CEO guy. It's, it's it's this very, like, American 21st century thing that, like, these tech companies get these outrageous valuations because, like, they're blowing up. But, like, you know, like Uber. Like, right. Uber hasn't made a cent, basically. No, of course and not. And it's been around for, like, 10 years. Um, and it's the same thing. Like, it's just all customer acquisition. And it's like, we now have, like, a billion people. and But, but it costs them, like, $2 to make $1, basically. Yeah. He gets sort of ousted and is yet retained on like their board as an advisor and in exchange for his services he's paid a salary of something like 50 some million dollars a year. Great. Like he he ran a company into the ground basically and he's still on payroll for something like that like 50 something million dollars. And I was like, how do I Get a job where all I do is fuck shit up, and then I get to leave, but they give me money to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, you know, the market w- will regulate itself, and this is a great example of how uh, late stage capitalism is really, really good, <laughs> and um, is very helpful because, like, that's going to create a lot of innovation. Like, getting the guy who really <laughs> fucked your whole company up to like still run it, like, will really lead That'll to some really cool new stuff. That'll really trickle down to the fun interesting people yeah 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 yeah. very cool um gosh that sucks so bad it really really sucks because at least with like theranos and fire festival like the 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 person in charge got kind of fucked because they they like scammed the the world or whatever but like they'll both be fine because they're like rich and at the very least they could write a book (laughs) right but but they their life got kind of turned upside down because they like did bad stuff but this guy's like life didn't even get turned around. Oh, okay, this so I was reading when I was reading about Ocean's Eleven because it's um, one thing. Another way it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a remake. It's a remake of that's true the original. So it's like taking past things and sort of doing a new spin on them. Right, right. Uh, 
so I was reading about the original because because during the movie I was like, man, this is this is really fun because it's a heist and we're 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 told that the the guy who owns this place is a bad guy, like he's not very charismatic. He has the lead character's like ex wife. Like you you want to root for the criminals because you're like this guy sucks. Like this fucking uh-huh. uh, yeah the 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 what's his face the the Terry Benedict owns, Andy yeah. Garcia. Yeah, yeah, we're like, this guy sucks, he's uh, not charismatic, he's not fun, he's just really, like, robotic, whatever, so we don't care that he's being stolen from, and also, like, I don't know, I feel like maybe, I guess, in 2001, and even now, we're like, oh, oh, no, rich people are gonna lose their money, wah, right. wah, wah, um, and even though, like, ob- like obviously, a lot of the uh, thieves or the Ocean's Eleven team are also doing pretty well, uh, from what they wear, yeah, especially the guy who like also has hotels in Las Vegas, <laughs> right? He, like he's he's just there to be like, I'll give you guys money yeah, here's, to do here's to buy the fun vans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was reading the reviews of the original, and apparently it's not nearly as good, uh, just in general, because uh, it's a little less thought out. Um, but and like, it was all just of... like singers. <laughs> yeah, it was the fu- it was the fucking Rat Pack, yeah. which is hilarious. Right. Um, but the uh, reviews, a lot of them were like. Wow, there is not a single like bit in this where uh, these guys learn their lesson or wherever they like, you know, there's nothing to, uh, you know, uh, incline that they know they're doing something wrong or bad. And it's just like you just watching these these bad men doing bad things and they never like learn their lesson. And I was like, that is so, so different than (laughs) how we would look at that movie now. Yeah. Um, And it is a different how because like there's no there's no mention of like. Well, did, did did Danny Ocean learn his lesson about how being a thief is bad at the end? Like, no, he didn't because it was cool. Right. Well, and it was real cool. It, that was the point. <laughs> right. Like, right? he's the hero. <laughs> yeah. And it was the same thing. Like, and I was just reading these, like, reviews of the uh, original one, and it's just like, you know, people were upset in 1960 That's that, like, hilarious. this movie w- wasn't, like, showing, like, you know, we, were, we had a lot of fun and games here, guys, but, uh, like thievery at this scale is bad so That's don't do so it weird i know i was like that is such a strange take that i would feel like you would now only see like on like i don't even know like a christian like very far right website right that is run out of like a basement in like a small town church or something and even then they probably wouldn't care as much cause yeah they, right they, like we have other things to focus on like because they were fun and cute and 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 charismatic and charming but yes they're cute and charismatic and charming damn it i forgot the other thing that i was on track to mention earlier the the enticing part of doing heists that you and i are both like reacting to i think is that like you get to play a bunch of roles <laughs> oh i know right that's what i'm saying i could do I could do the Brad Pitt part in this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not a good uh, pickpocket. Right. I don't know enough about electronics. I, I I think I could also do the Scott Kane and Casey Affleck part. Yeah, right. like, all they have to do is drive sometimes and then also be literally every other yeah, person. Yeah, they're just like the the character in like a, a Chicago storefront parody musical who plays all <laughs> the other characters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely what they are. Uh, yes, exactly. They're just like... They're like we had a couple extra parts and we didn't want to like figure out how to do how to work this into the script so you're just gonna do it yeah right like that was the other another thing i was thinking of was like if anybody was in a room that they were in that they had also been in the same room as them earlier like everything would have been off oh completely like they, like they come in as the emts and like if anybody in there was like wait didn't don't you I feel work like here i thought you, guys you were in a security outfit it's like oh god get out we gotta yeah. get out of here right now but, but yeah. god dude this movie has like no like of course there's like sort of logic issues with it but this movie does not stop oh no it's it, great it is it, even even when it's like lower in the same way i guess that star wars is that it's just like you're never not watching this movie you're yeah. always just like oh what's that like all of the brothers like arguments they have and mm-hmm. like the matt damon bernie mac like kind of interrogation scene oh yeah so funny it's, it's so so yeah so so good. This, this is like oh, I was looking up everything that Steven Soderbergh has done or Soderbergh, uh-huh. Soderbergh, and I was like, this guy's a yeah. good director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that's a hot take, but uh, <laughs> but dang, this guy can really make a movie. Yeah, like the scene where uh, the they're demolishing that one hotel and everybody turns except for Matt Damon and George Clooney. Mm. 
And then, like everybody turns their head in the crowd. And then two seconds later, Don Cheadle's watching it on TV, but you can see it happening behind it him. It happened behind him. And yeah, it's like, I mean, like, dang, some there's really cool just shots. so much fun detail to this movie. I So I also will embarrassingly admit that, like, this was probably the first thing I saw Don Cheadle in, which is not crazy because I was 10 when this movie came out. Sure. And, like, I can't imagine I had seen anything else. And you didn't know and he wasn't I just, British. Like, yeah, I just thought he was British. Which is that, that's so funny you say that because like his accent in these movies is one of the most reviled uh, uh, British. Yeah, people say it's time. bad. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> is it bad? Well, it's I, it's not like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins bad. It, it's yeah to to us no, I guess not, but. It's like weird. Yeah. It's like why do they do it? Yeah, but... he definitely didn't have to be British, or if they really wanted it to be a British character, they could have just hired could have a, British a British actor. Guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it definitely sound. It doesn't sound necessarily like. Oh, I feel like if he was on stage with or on screen with any other like British people, it would be immediately evident that this is not a very good accent. Yeah, sure. But since he's just in a like ensemble with a bunch of other people with like, uh, like cool dialects um uh-huh. it just like doesn't you're like oh okay that's fine also it was i was like whenever they uh, recruited matt damon i was like chicago i know that stop yeah, right, i was right. like cool uh what was the other thing oh the thing this movie does that i'm such a sucker for that star wars does to a little bit is like putting a team together yeah i i just love it i love it so much my, my favorite comic books are always like let's get a bunch of b and c listers together right. and like to achieve some kind of a goal and my favorite movies do that. I mean, that's like, that's like, and that's all D&D is, is like, right. let's get a bunch of like C-lister people who don't know what they're doing yet. And then all of a sudden everyone, as a team, everyone's able to like surpass their, you know, uh, limitations. And that's what this movie does. I think Star Wars does it, it especially with like the core trios a lot of the times. Yeah, so right. Like, we gotta... Like um, we gotta find I'm just a pilot. Such a sucker for we that. gotta, yeah. The the uh, another like really good example of it is X Men First Class. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They do a really fun putting a team together montage, and like it's probably actually not very good, but I love it. <laughs> well, that's when Wolverine got to say fuck. Oh yeah, which was really fun. Um, let's see what other kind of quick pros do we have? I I think um this movie definitely has a very directorial eye, like. Like, the Soderbergh eye is on this very sharply. Like, it has a very defined, like, vibe and way of speaking that isn't exactly realistic, but it fits together into itself. Yes. Like, the scene where Brad Pitt doesn't say a word, and George Clooney says to him, like, Like, you think we need another? Yeah, you think we need another. Let's get another. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that, which is... um, I, I suppose through a certain lens could be kind of aggravating, but I I find it completely charming. <laughs> it's so, well, it's so stylistic, and especially with these actors, you, you right. believe it because all of these characters, even the ones that aren't like like everyone, is very cool in this movie, and even like right. and the ones that aren't cool are like they're not cool on purpose because like their job is something different, and right. so like they don't necessarily need to be cool because they're good at something else, and that's like. We don't need them to be like cool like George Clooney. But yeah, like I'll buy, gosh, I'll buy anything George Clooney says. Especially when Brad Pitt's there. I'm like, yeah, you guys are doing great. Completely. You're doing great. I believe it all. As a, as a. And, and that's very, that's very Star Wars in a way. Cause like, you know, if Harrison Ford is saying it, I'm going to be like, cool. Yeah. Oh, Harrison Ford, 100%. And even to that degree, like some of the elder statesmen in Star Wars, like, like Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a a lot of that shit works is because they had like real actors to deliver the lines. In fact, like you could say the same about X-Men that like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart delivering kind of comic booky lines actually, it delivers an air, like packs the punch. It creates an air of legitimacy around like what should be something kind of silly or what could be something kind of silly. But then like, yeah, you get Patrick Stewart saying, and it's like, Oh, well, I guess, you know, I guess the X gene really is the next wave of, <laughs> right. of like advancement. You know, it's, it's just techno babble. And then this is just heist babble. But you're like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. George Clooney knows what he's talking about. In fact, they even do that thing of like, oh, we got to do a looky-loo and a, a Ella Fitzgerald right. and uh, like all the like kind of coded <laughs> short con names that like they never explain. But it's just all the more kind of. In, in the way that, like, Sorkin dialogue yes. is not how people talk, but it's, like, tasty to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I, gosh, I want to do, do a heist. 
Like, I really want to steal. We should do a heist. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode yeah. once we launch our Patreon where we put together a heist. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, a very in detail of us actually planning a real crime. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it for real. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know but but we'll say it's 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 comedy we'll say it's like parody so that if it actually when, when we complete our crime we'll have plausible deniability yeah, we'll be like hook. yeah we're like we it was just a joke like why yeah. would you think this was real come on look at us we're two dum-dums we were both in a room getting beaten up by a big guy the whole time <laughs> the whole time that that happened oh uh, that's that's also a fun twist where he like punches him and then he's like oh i forgot Not i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah it's a really fun movie it's a, it's like, a real fun flick it's a really like well put together movie, and I think from a like vibey point of view, it absolutely is Star Wars. Yeah, it feels it's like it's not quite a hero's journey, and there's a lot of like kind of different like plot structure going on. But sure, there's not a lot of women. Nope. Yeah, there's one woman. <laughs> there's like one black guy. There's one Asian two. person on the team. Oh, sorry, two. I forgot about Bernie. Forgot about mm-hmm. Bernie Mac. He's also mm-hmm. so funny in this movie. Like, I love that that interrogation scene. Like, you can tell they were like, hey, you get to be, like, real funny right now. We're just going to oh, let you kind of do your yeah. thing. And he's like, And he's Great. funny in that in that car dealer scene. Oh, yeah. And he's just, like, sh- squeezing that guy's hand. Yeah, man. It's like, I love that great. they really played to everyone's strengths in this movie, which Absolutely. is very fun. Yeah. Um, in the same way that they do in, like, um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yes, see that? Exactly. No, that I haven't, fun. but I want to. Oh, it's fun. Um, oh, and the other thing you said earlier that made me, I, I wanted to mention when you said like George Clooney is just so charming, I would buy anything he says. I, having been an extra in Ides of March, which I think we've talked about on this <laughs> yes, before, we have. Um, I was just sitting in an auditorium for two days while they shot the coverage for the scene that he was in. And it it, it is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a thing at my college that's like the, the, the last... Um, I want to say Thursday before spring break, although I guess I don't remember if that's true or not, called Green Beer Day, which is essentially uh, St. Patrick's Day, but it's always that day and not St. Patrick's Day. And uh, people get up at like four in the morning and just drink all day and they go to their classes. It's very stupid and bad. Um, but he uh, he got wind of that at some point and uh, the first day of shooting was the day before that, or or maybe it was that day. It was that day. Um, and then the second day of shooting was the day after. And so, like, he walks in, and, of course, everyone's, like, hushed because it's, like, George Clooney. <laughs> like, he is, like, the movie star. Right. Like, of all movie stars. And, like, the first thing he just sort of said, like, he kind of is, like, he may have even directed or co-directed that movie or something. And so he was kind of running the show and like, he kind of just spoke to the crowd as they were setting up the shot and everything. And he was like, Hey, how's the hangover this morning? And it just got like a 10 out of 10 eruption of applause. Everyone's like, (laughs) you're funny. You remembered a thing from a day ago. He gets it. He gets it. But isn't it crazy that if you're like really handsome, you're also really funny? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird how that lines up. Crazy. The the uh, the other thing I want to say before we go to the Star Pit is I I do want to see. I've seen Twelve and Thirteen. I haven't seen Ocean's Eight yet, but it got like a. Yeah, and, and I know like it was like you know just fine, but it, it my parents really loved it in like <laughs> the adorable way that they really like se- a lot like several movies that are like you know not necessarily the most critically acclaimed that are like right. fine. Like they loved the new Ghostbusters, and I uh. didn't see it until I watched it with them. And like in the same way, they loved this Ocean's Eight. And my dad was like his his uh his review is like <laughs> they're just a, they're all just a bunch of characters. Like it's just <laughs> gosh, they're such characters. And I was like, Dad. I fucking love you. I love how much you love Sandra Bullock and everything she does. And I got to see this movie. Well, that's true. She is excellent. But yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's it's worth seeing. I, I like kind of had it on in the background while I was doing other shit. So like, but it was it was good. Yeah, I want to see it. I, li- um, I like all those actors just, too. We just had that experience watching George of the Jungle. Mm. Like I, I hadn't seen it since probably I was in like Dude, first Dude, George of the Jungle grade. is so good. And it like immediately brought all these like sparks back of like nostalgia. Like I knew songs in the movie and like, Oh yeah. God, if Leslie Mann isn't the cutest 
thing I've ever oh, seen in so, my whole life. Oh yeah, and, that whole and Brendan so Fraser is hot as fuck in that. Movie. Oh, he is cut as hell, he and it's is... like it's not like the new superhero cut. It's just no. like he's so fit, he's so lean, he's just yeah. looking good, and and he's funny. And so she's funny. funny. And, so and Tuki Tuki and Shep are all funny. And the bad guys are funny. And Thomas Hayden Church is excellent. And yes. we were we were watching this movie. We had just been talking about it. And we were going through HBO one night. We were like, let's just watch a movie. And and we saw George of the Jungle and we're like, fuck, we gotta watch that. And it was great. That movie isn't good. Oh. But in the same way, disagree. Of like hard liking, disagree. <laughs> liking a movie that's like, eh. I just I loved it. Like everyone's a bunch of characters. They're just a bunch of characters. My so I actually read this like long Tumblr post about George and the Jungle, which was very <laughs> funny. Um, but people were going off about it, and it was like they were they were talking about how it's like a weirdly feminist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like looking back, and I was like, they're right, because the whole time they're talking about how Thomas Hayden Church is is the villain, and he's like comically villainous, villainous, and he's doing that whole like. Uh, oh, don't put me in the friend zone. Like, like, oh, like he's like constantly uh, advancing on Leslie Mann's character, even though she yeah. obviously doesn't want him to. And George is just like very kind and listens and right. is like never like pushing any boundaries. And I'm like, damn, damn, this is good. This is good shit. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it hurt that he's hot as hell. And he's also hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, gosh. We got right, go go to go to the Starlight. Let's go to the Starlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's jump in. Ah, we're back. And we're back, and where I am. Have we where? talked about Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> I think we've talked about Ocean's Eleven a lot, actually. We've oh, really okay. run the gamut on this episode. But how it's how it's Star Wars? I think I think we have. I think we've talked I think about the show has slowly become Mike and Josiah talk about things they like or are interested in, <laughs> and then at the end of the hour, they give a movie a rating. <laughs> I think you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> I think that's pretty close to what we what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so we have a game and i uh i came up with this game and then i realized that it would save us a lot of time and energy if i just told you what it was beforehand so yes. essentially you and i had to do the same amount of work yet you <laughs> wrote the game for next week so sorry it's okay because it's, okay, it's just this was incredibly fun and i very much enjoyed it so you had a game a little while ago that was like the six degrees of separation game uh oh, scooby-doo the scooby-doo one yeah but it wasn't too scooby-doo it was scooby-doo characters to start <laughs> Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Scooby-Doo yeah. people they've met or whatever. So I wanted to do a thing like that with Ocean's Eleven and Star Wars, <laughs> but I have stricter rules. One, it's uh, actors in movies or TV with one another or directors with an actor or whatever, uh, as opposed to like, what am I thinking? Like, and <laughs> Disney owns Star Wars. Yes, no, and Disney owns Star Wars. Um, and then the other one is because it's Ocean's Eleven, these connections have to take place over the course of 11 degrees of separation. <laughs> so this is called 11 degrees of Sep 11, but not like September 11th, no, which no, we've no. already talked which about. we've already talked about. It's, this Maybe is, this 11 is... degrees of eleparation. 11, eleparation. A leper makes me think of lepers and leprosy, which is kind of fun. Um, or leopards, and we can go leopards. back to George of the Jungle. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, should we talk? Yeah, we're, we're going to have to do George of the Jungle now. Is, uh, we, some, we have to. Which is great. Especially um, since I just saw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely okay with rewatching old Geo the G. And it's on HBO if you've got a if you've got someone's password. <laughs> I think I do somewhere. I'll have to. HBO Go. Get your friend's password. <laughs> do it. That should be their slogan. Okay, so this is 11 Degrees of Sep 11. And uh, we are connecting three of Ocean's Eleven's uh, biggest stars to Star Wars. Yes. Um, and those are Old Clune Dog himself, mm-hmm. Pit Man, <laughs> and Damon. Yes, which for the layperson is uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. Which this was like really early in Matt Damon's career. He's so young in this. Oh yeah, he's like a little boy. And and he's great. Oh, he's too. Really I love that they kind of beat up on him a little. But like, oh, God, these movies are great. great. I I want to watch the sequels. I I've convinced Caitlin to watch them with me. We just have to find the time to do it. I'm very excited because twelve is weird as hell. <laughs> um. Okay. So do you want to go first or should I go first? Um. How about you go first? So so the objective here is you have to connect. George Clooney to Star Wars, but not as quickly as you can, but in 11 connections. Yes. 
And uh, bonus points for anything that aligns with what I have written down. Yeah, if, if any of these align, then that'll just be wild, and I will, I will <laughs> flip. I will flip out. Yeah. Um, okay. So I start. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, we're starting dog. Ahem. <clears throat> All right. So number here we go. One, Clune Dog is in Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, number two, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in The Expendables with Sylvester Stallone. Number three, Sylvester Stallone is in Creed with Michael B. Jordan. Number four, Michael B. Jordan is in The Bad Fantastic Four with Kate Mara. <laughs> number five, Kate Mara is in House of Cards with Robin Wright. Sure. Number six, Robin Wright is in The Princess Bride with Carrie Elwes. Number seven, mm-hmm. Carrie Elwes is in Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. Number eight. Right. Jim Carrey. He's the claw. Uh huh. Jim Carrey is in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless, Spotless Mind with Kate Winslet. Number uh-huh. nine. Kate Winslet is in Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio. Number 10. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio is in Django Unchained with Samuel L. Jackson. Number 11. Samuel L. Jackson's in Star Wars. Wow. Very good. And that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The wild thing um, is that I told Mike, like, the wild thing about that one is that, like, I literally did that in, like, one... Tr- like, I didn't have to look anything up. I think the only thing I had to look up was I couldn't remember Kate Winslet's name for a second. That's really, really impressive. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, Kate Winslet. And I, like, I didn't have to go back... And change in. I didn't change anything. It was just like it was a perfect run, and I was like, and, "What just and your happened?" Eyes were TV static. <laughs> yeah, it was so. These are the eleven connections. <laughs> it was so weird and great, uh, and I just felt very powerful after I finished. Yeah, that's really impressive. I, uh, I, I was going to try my very hardest to not have to look anything up, but then I decided I really wanted to. Uh, like I said to you, in fact, like. These can meander as much as we want because it's 11 connections. So if you have to involve like Dora the Explorer or like whatever, <laughs> that's on the table. So I was like, okay, well, now that I told him Dora the Explorer is on the table, I have to do Dora the Explorer. <laughs> so here's my clune dog. Okay, great. Clune dog, as I mentioned before, is in Ides of March with Mike Gospel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, like that is true. But clune dog is in Ides of March with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in Mission Impossible 3, directed by J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams did Star Wars. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, no, Mike, damn it, that's not the game. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in Mission Impossible 3, directed by J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams created Lost, featuring Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly is an Ant-Man with Michael Pena. Mm -hmm. Michael Pena is in Dora in the Lost City (laughs) of Gold with opposite Eva Longoria. Great. Eva Longoria is in Desperate Housewives. (laughs) Which... Which we've somehow talked about before. Which is a Hisui favorite. Uh-huh. Um, and by that, I mean a Mike favorite um, <laughs> with Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher is in Spy Kids. <laughs> what? Terry Hatcher has like a really brief role in Spy Kids. Amazing. Which also features Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Tony Shalhoub is in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with Alex Borstein. Okay. Alex Borstein plays Lois on Family Guy alongside Seth Green. I forgot that she does that. Yeah. Seth Green does Robot Chicken and has had featured guest a number of different times, Mark Hamill. And 11, Mark Hamill is in Star Wars. <laughs> okay, all right. That's pretty good. So number two is Pitman. Do you want to go first this time or should I go again to see if we match up? We'll see if we match up, but I guess I'll go first this time. Okay, snake order, baby. I'll go quicker. Okay, Osh- uh, uh, Brad Pitt teaches poker to Topher Grace in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> <laughs> as himself. Number two, Topher, Topher Grace is in that 70s show with Ashton Kutcher. Number three, Ashton Kutcher has been a guest shark on Shark Tank with Mark Cuban. Number four, Mark Cuban plays the president in Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Okay, wow. With among a bajillion different hilarious guest stars, Frankie <laughs> Muniz. I forgot about that. Number five, Frankie Muniz is in Big Fat Liar with Paul Giamatti. Yes. Number six, Paul Giamatti is in Sideways with Thomas Hayden Church. Number seven, Thomas Hayden Church is in George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser. George of the Jungle. Number eight, Brendan Fraser is in Bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley, which I just saw for the first time like a couple months ago, and it's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, Elizabeth Hurley is in Austin Powers with Seth Green. Number ten, Seth Green is in Robot Chicken with Mark Hamill. Oh my god! And number eleven, Mark Hamill is in Star Wars. Jesus Christ! Damn it! Every time you 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 are you are abusing Robot Chicken's intense uh, <laughs> guest list that they have the longest. But it's story been Mark list. Hamill both times. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay. 
All right, so we didn't li- we didn't line Pitt? up at all again. Um, oh damn it! Uh, so, good old Pitt man, he's in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie. That's one. Uh-huh. Number two, Angelina Jolie is in Wanted with James McAvoy. <laughs> Number three, James McAvoy is in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Number four, Tilda Swinton's in Doctor Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Number five, Benedict Cumberbatch is in Sherlock with Martin Freeman. Uh-huh. Number six, Martin Freeman's in The Hobbit with Lee Pace. <laughs> Number seven, Lee Pace is in Pushing Daisies with Kristen Chenoweth. That's sure. a good deep pull there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, Kristen Chenoweth is, is in a very bad movie called RV with Robin Williams. Mm. Um, number nine, Robin Williams is in Goodwill Hunting with Stellan Skarsgård. I thought you were going to say Matt Damon. <laughs> I om- I was trying to figure out how to make Matt Damon work and I couldn't. But so uh, this is the one that took me a little, a little while. But then uh, number 10, Stellan Skarsgård is in Thor with Natalie Portman. And number mm. 11, Natalie Portman was in Star Wars. Very good. Thank um, you very much. So, so far, zero points. Um, yeah, for us to I'm, share. I'm doing very bad on this game. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what's your Damon? Okay. So here's my here's my Damon. Damon. All right. Number one, Matt Damon is in Downsizing with Kristen Wiig, the, the <laughs> bad movie about people getting shrunk. I assume it's bad. I never. I didn't actually read. About I think it. it might be because it didn't like blow up, but like the premise looked interesting. Yeah, it did. Uh, number two, Kristen Wiig is in Bridesmaids with Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> Number three, Chris O'Dowd is an IT crowd with Richard Ayoade. Number four, Richard Ayoade is in The Watch with Ben Stiller, another bad movie. Number five, Ben Stiller is in Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Robert Downey Jr. is in Sherlock Holmes with Jude Law. The uh, property of Sherlock Holmes coming up again here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven, Jude Law is in The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus with Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh, my God. Which we've also <laughs> talked about on the show before. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number eight, Heath Ledger is in 10 Things I Hate About You with Julia Stiles. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Number nine, Julia Stiles is in Jason Bourne, which Matt Damon's also in, with uh, Alicia Vi- Vikander. Vikander. Yeah, right. Num- number 10, Ali- Alicia Vikander is in Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And number 11, Oscar Isaac is in, in Star, Star Wars. Wars. Man, I am so happy. <laughs> okay. Is this game everything you wanted to be go. more? My Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon is in the Born Identity with Julia Stiles. No, no. Julia Stiles is in Ten Things I Hate About You. With no, 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 no. And that's where we're done. But uh, you said Jason Bourne and I said Born Identity, but like I count it because they played the same characters in the same franchise. So we've got for two sure, points, sure. which is actually kind of miraculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, the fact that we got any points yeah. is honestly very impressive. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, number three, Heath Ledger is in The Dark Knight with Michael Caine. Number four, Michael, Michael Caine. Caine is in Inception with Ellen Page. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot she was in that. Wait. He is, too, right? Michael Caine? Or did I just fuck that up? I don't remember. Well, we're going to say he is because he's in all that shit. I think he is. And if nothing else, he's in something with Ellen Page, right? So. <laughs> yeah, he's in, yeah he's, in, he's in it. Um, number five, Ellen Page is in Juno with Jason Bateman. Number, and this is where this becomes my favorite one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Jason Bateman is in Up in the Air with George Clooney. Oh, yes. <laughs> Number yes, seven, yes, yes. George Clooney is in Ocean's Eleven with Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mother. Number <laughs> eight, Brad Pitt is in Fight Club with Edward Norton. Number nine, Edward Norton is in The Italian Job with Seth Green. Number 10, Seth Green does Robot Chicken oh with Mark God. Hamill. And Number 11, Mark Hamill is in Star Wars. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. Uh, that Ugh. was a uh, eight-minute-long game of Josiah and Mike reading. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, chime in if you liked hearing us read movie names. Um, although, actually, I do think it would be fun if people tried to do this themselves, because it is a little trickier than you think it would yeah, be. Yeah, because you try to, like, make a connection, and really all you have to do is, like, fuck around for eight and then make the last three be important. <laughs> Yes, it's like you literally just follow this weird rabbit trail for like yeah. forever, and then you get to the last couple ones, and you're like, "Ah, oh, shit! Did I paint myself into a corner here? Right? How far do I need to go back?" Like all I knew was like, "Okay, I want to make sure I work in Desperate Housewives. I kind of want to work in uh, <laughs> George of the Jungle, and like anything we've done before, like Sharknado and Shark Tank." <laughs> and yeah, gotta work like, in George of the Jungle. Otherwise, I just want it to be like stupid. Like include the the first two in the third guy's thing. <laughs> Yes. And then uh, yeah, I we chose the convention of having it always end with Seth Green and then Mark Hamill. 
Honestly, a very good choice. Um, my, mine, I, I actually, I legit, like, okay, I legitimately had fun doing this. Right. And <laughs> I, I do think this might be my calling <laughs> in life. Like, like, give me, give me two actors and tell me to connect them in X amount of movies right. and I'm, or X amount of separation. And I think I can, I think that's the, maybe the one thing in life that I'm actually very good at. Right. Your this... eyes will turn to static. You will freeze <laughs> yeah. in place and then you will just yes. do it. Legitimately that first one with, with George Clooney, I was like, <laughs> I, I finished it and it was like, the, it was like, you know, it was like I went into a fucking fugue state. I like stopped and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I just, holy shit. All the like, lights I was like, turned Ar-. off and then they like yeah. slowly glowed back to life when you finished. Yeah. Everyone else in the artist residence was like, "Did anybody else just go unconscious for like unconscious for like unconscious? Unconscious. Anybody else's conscience just turn off and you started doing terrible things? <laughs> you started podcasting about crimes you're going to commit in the future? <laughs> yeah, like we would never do. Honestly, that would be like a way to forgive someone for having a podcast. Like having a podcast is bad. It's like really yes. fucking bad. <laughs> right, but right, if, right. It's, if it's, at it's... least you're like telling people the crimes you're going to commit." You're like acknowledging being like a deviant, <laughs> right? And it's it's gonna balance out because right. you're gonna be like, listen, I know I have po- I know I have a podcast which is terrible, but I will <laughs> this. You can use this in court, right? <laughs> once I, so I'm, I'm I'm like balancing out the good and evil I'm doing in the world. Like you can kick me off of my own company and then pay me fifty million dollars a year. <laughs> Ooh, Mike, I have a good idea. What if we both? What if we both kick each other off of this podcast and then just uh, oh. we, and we both serve as consultants for the podcast and then we never <laughs> actually make another episode, but we keep raking in the dough. That is truly exactly what is happening at like <laughs> billion dollar levels across the country. It's so true. It's so true. It's so disappointing. Like and consultant. What the hell is that? <laughs> I know. I've, I have like several friends who are consultants and like Me they too. make good money and I truly don't know what they do. Yeah. But that that being said, I don't know what a lot of people like Mike. I still don't have a great idea about what you do. Yeah. And I don't like most of my friends who have office jobs. I have a vague understanding of how they work. But like the office jobs that I had were like receptionist and like customer service representative right and like but anything above that i'm like what do you do do you just like shuffle papers around all day just like Like, a lot of times it really feels that way (laughs) (laughs) just answering emails and going to meetings and then just picking up papers and putting them one bin and then picking them up and shaking them and then put them in another bin like the going to meetings part is the toughest because it's like okay well i have a lot of work to do and i have to go to a meeting for an hour to learn about all the other work i have to do oh yeah whenever (laughs) whenever at some point i'm gonna have to do this work you guys know that right <laughs> when i worked in an office like setting every meeting i went to was so fresh and i mean every i mean everyone knows this who works in anything is like every meeting could be solved if it was just an email right and but like for me it felt that way to a ridiculous extent because i was the lowest on the totem pole in every place i worked like there was no reason for the receptionist of the company to have to be at these meetings right where they're talking about these big overarching like yeah so our goals in 2020 are to like do these things like in a a really uh, branch out into this market and i'm like i like my goal is telling you please hold yeah, like, I have no way to contribute to this. Please just let me go sit back down so I can play uh, browser web games while I pretend to work. Please. <laughs> to play that little dinosaur you don't have connectivity game on Google. <laughs> yeah, they're like, why is the Wi-Fi keep going out? I'm just, oh, they're unplugging it so I can play the, the game. You're like that guy in Airplane. <laughs> have you seen Airplane? <laughs> yes, I love that movie. He's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly me in an office. There was one time at the customer service place I worked at where our internet legit did go down and which was terrible because we, you know, couldn't our, our phones, you know, are through the internet nowadays. Uh, I don't know if everyone knew that. Sure. But it's true. Yeah. And so we couldn't do our jobs for like a solid 45 minutes. And uh, we all did just play the Google Chrome dinosaur game. Like we were all like, How, who, who can get the highest score? It was very fun. <laughs> um. Let's see. Should we wrap up this movie? What's it called? Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. That's right. So the, a couple things. Let's do some rapid fire things. So um, there is. Some I will cool- also say one of the game ideas that I did think of, and then was like, nope, that's not a game. Was Ocean's Seven, and all the trivia question answers would just be one of the seven oceans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Atlantic, uh, the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, wasn't going to be very good. That you, you know, I and mean, is really- that even right? <laughs> Is it seven? I, d- I mean, let's see. Atlantic, Pacific. You got the Indian. Arctic, You got Indian. the Arctic. Is uh, it maybe only five? I think that the. I think it's five. Listeners, we want to hear what you think. How many oceans are there? 
Yeah, tell us what you think. Don't tell us what the actual answer is, but tell us what you think. Don't look it up because we're not going to look it up yeah. right now. Really, there's only one ocean. Like, all the water's connected. Yeah, I mean, Why do we like, got to delineate? We're all one. Come on. Yeah, it's just one world. Okay, the other things I didn't say before that I want to yeah, say yeah, real yeah. quick. There's some good music in this, but it's not necessarily like bops. Right. Uh, but there is a really cool, like, little less conversation, a little more action, please. Great. Like, riff happens throughout the entire yep. movie, which is very fun. Uh, it's very colorful. It's fast-paced. Uh, there's that laser. Cons, it's not. There's that like green yes. Mountain Dew laser thing. <laughs> or yes. EMP. Which it, which is just an EMP, but they had to give it a weird name because it was 2001. And it had I guess. To look like and, something. Yeah. So uh, th- I guess the other the thing is like there's not a lot of sci-fi elements outside of just some of the uh, there's like the techno babble, but it's not you know science fiction outside of that. Would I believe this heist in a Star Wars movie? Maybe. Yeah, we know there are casinos. Yeah, if you put some lightsabers in there, I might yeah. believe that. And they have those uh green light up stick things that they throw down the elevator shaft. Oh, and those are you're dude, you're so right. Those are pretty much they, lightsabers. They like cut themselves off for, at the harness from those cables that they like flew down the shaft with, and then the lasers turned back on. Did the cables like retract? Gosh, you'd hope so, right? Because otherwise, or were they, they still just hanging down in there? They would probably set them off. I would think, right? Or maybe it's, if it's just movement. Because if they're just, well, I guess they'd probably wave. Yeah. Who knows? Cinema sins. Get on it. Yeah, I mean, they, they mentioned that too, but it was another oh, thought okay. I had while watching it. Like, what? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think for my rating, uh, my unit of measure. Mm, yes. I want to go with the, um. Uh, uh, I'm just drawing a blank right now. What are you going to go with? I'm, I'm going to go with, um, like, like the uh like just flyers for hookers. <laughs> mm, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with old timey cell phones. Yeah. Two thousand one era cell phones cool. that are very funny to see. Um and I think I'm gonna give this oh, Mike, I mean it's it's hard because I think you know, what's funny is we actually did do a pretty good job at talking about this movie in relation to Star Wars in the first half. Right. Whether or not like, we, we actually realized it maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we meant to, but we kept bringing it back. And I and but despite that, I have no idea what to rate this. Yeah, I, I'm gonna kind of just go with my gut here because the the strengths of it having kind of like a singular vision from a director, like it was certainly very um of itself it never really strayed it wasn't like a marvel movie that it was just sort of like this is it kind of looks all the same like it it had a look it had a dialogue it had a type of of character um it had its own sense of humor all of all of that vibey stuff is really strongly star wars of course the sneaking around to star wars and like wearing disguises and stuff um so and and the men to women ratio in terms of main characters um the bad guy is personalityless, and he wears like really weirdly like fascist looking clothes. <laughs> yes. Um, so th- all that stuff aside from it not being sci-fi ish, terribly, I- I'm I'm struggling between like a six and a seven. A yeah, seven was... seems way too high, but we've given dumber shit a seven. But I I feel like I feel like six makes sense. Yeah, I was feeling six as well. That was the uh, um. That was my initial gut was, was yeah. six six uh, old timey two thousand one cell phones. Like so, this has been Josiah and Mike talk about a movie and other shit for an hour, and then go with their gut and give it a number <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's essentially. I mean, what what else are review you know review websites doing? You know, come like on, like carefully considering things like cinematography. No, I and doubt editing. it. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is just like I don't know, it's four. You know. <laughs> Come on. Certified fresh. Four. Certified fresh. See, that's, what we, that's what we should start doing. Let's make it easier on ourselves and just start doing everything is Iswa. And it's just like, it's like either. It's, it's fine or it's not. It's thumbs up, which means above five and thumbs down, which means below five. Yeah. We should just do that. Yeah. Let's make our, let's make this podcast, which is already, uh, already not that hard and not that difficult. Right. And when people ask us in like real life, like, oh, hey, how Star Wars is whatever, we just go either like, eh, or eh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what it is. It's not thumbs thumbs down. It's eh, eh. (laughs) Which I think there's, I think there's like some IPA where we can get that inflection in there if we like Mm -hmm. notate it correctly. So we'll have to figure that out. I was just having an IPA myself. But, um, so. <laughs> if, if you want to find, I mean, fuck, if you want us on the internet. Yeah, if you want us on the internet. Uh, we're at Hustar, is it on Twitter and Instagram? Yes. And 
Our email is a good podcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. That is what this is. And Josiah is the Josiah man on Twitter and Instagram. I am Mike Gospel on Twitter. I am Word Gospel 09 on Instagram. Well, Mike, you just which I my only plug handle. sometimes. Guys, don't go to my Insta. No, I'm just kidding. I literally <laughs> never post anything on my Instagram. So if you do go follow me, enjoy <laughs> the occasional story. Yeah, because uh, I sometimes post my stories, but I never post pictures. And what was the? Oh, oh, we're we're going to um, yeah translate every radi- five star review uh, in the month of November to a dollar to give to the Greater Chicago Food, Food Depository. Depository. Yes, 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 yes. Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, in the spirit of giving, we're uh, going to uh, donate uh, however many reviews and ratings we get in uh november to uh chicago greater food depository and yeah. uh up to a certain point because we're not made of money but also we know you guys are generous and loving and go ahead and get over there and give it a rating and review and tell your friends about the show too come on yeah could it could it kill you to tell your friggin' friends well, and steal their phones and subscribe yeah steal them steal their phones <laughs> do a heist plan an entire do a heist. heist plan an entire <laughs> heist and steal their phone and get up in here and rate it baby yeah all right um i think it's time for tubby bye-bye yeah it's probably time for tubby bye-bye all right well you know his sweeties like we always say at the ends of our episodes we love love you you. and may the fourth be with you ursula i found your scrunchie (laughs) Heh <laughs>